0: I don't hunt anything but fuck boys. Welcome to the Queendom. Your host, Lauren Morticini. Hello, Queendom Army. Welcome back to Thy Queendom. Come, I am your host, Lauren Morticini. And today, we are going to be talking about why your girl started an OnlyFans. Yes, I did. (laughs) But first, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone for the overwhelming amount of love and support and encouragement that I have received this past week. It has been incredible to hear a lot of your stories about trauma and triumph. And it just goes to show me even further that we as humans just connect through story. You know, on a fundamental level, we all connect through emotion. Pain is pain is pain. Sadness is sadness. Joy is joy. And even though it looks different for us all, we can all relate to each other based on feeling and emotion. And it's just further proved to me that we are just all so much more alike than we are different. And it's been so inspiring for me to hear from so many of you. And I'm just so grateful for this journey. And I am even more excited about it now. I have been encouraged to just be even more bold and audacious if that's even possible Um, but I'm sure as shit gonna try. (laughs) Um, So yeah so with that let's just get right to it. So yes I started an OnlyFans. For those of you who don't know OnlyFans is a subscription-based social media platform where people can subscribe to see exclusive content. They can either pay monthly or they can purchase specific videos or photos. And there is a range of content on the platform from singing videos and teaching videos to dance videos, to workout, to fully nude hardcore porn, to partially nude porn (laughs) or just partially nude things in general. Um, Influencers and other personalities use it to give their fans exclusive content, but it has definitely gotten a rap, a rep, a rep, a rep, a rep over the last year, especially during quarantine, for being a place where women and men are showcasing themselves in more sexual, sensual ways than what would typically be allowed on more public platforms. As for me, I keep it at, for my for my brand, for, for what I want to do, I keep it partially nude. I celebrate the woman's body. I think it's art. I think it's beautiful. And we're going to get more into what I'm using the space for here in a little bit. When I first decided to do this podcast, Thy Queendom Come, OnlyFans was not really in the plan at all. But I went down to San Diego and I was with hanging with my friend Chris and my girl Jen. And Jen shows up to San Diego with a suitcase full of lingerie. And she's like, bitch, you're going to help me start an OnlyFans. And I was like, hell yes, let's send it. And as we started to talk about the concept of OnlyFans, the idea of, you know, obviously there are men and women and on, on OnlyFans. And there's everything from hardcore porn to workout videos. But the main thing I think with OnlyFans is, is women using their sexuality and sensuality to benefit themselves, to make money and it's working. And it just takes such a level of, I don't give a fuck to put yourself out there in that way. And so I started to think, okay, yeah, this is totally congruent with my message of the queendom, which is do whatever the fuck you want. You are the queen ruler of your own life. And so I decided I was kind of thinking about it. And Jen asked me to be in some of her videos. So we put on this sexy lingerie and we are, we put on music and we're dancing around just doing girl shit. And after the fact, we're setting up Jen's only fans and she's going to drop it on Valentine's day. And we get a comment from this guy claiming that he had hooked up with her at, a sor- at her sorority house on a rooftop first of all, she's like, I wasn't in a sorority and I've never hooked up with a man named Mark on a, on a rooftop. So I don't know who you are, but his comment was, Hey, I think it's really sad that you're going this route. Let me know if you need help with money (laughs) and listen, Jen has her own podcast. Check it out. It's called the Jen Rupo show. She is a multi-dimensional woman. She has many things going for her. She doesn't have to do OnlyFans, but even if she did, can we like stop the job shaming? Now it's time. You know, I hear, I've heard so many times, oh, why don't you get a real job? Talking about OnlyFans girls. And the last time I checked, if you are exchanging value, any type of value for money. That is the definition of a real job. And seeing as these girls and men are not only like buying themselves houses, but buying their families houses. And I know girls personally who are paying cash for their tuition at UCLA with OnlyFans money. I mean, there is a girl on OnlyFans who sold her bathwater for $15,000. Now listen, <laughs> if anybody wants to buy my bath water for $15,000, I will package that shit up and hand deliver it to you personally. And honestly, I don't think I would trust anyone who said no to that. I mean, <laughs> so let's just like stop the job shaming. I mean, we as Americans love the free market. And if, and if there wasn't a demand for cheeseburgers, McDonald's would go out of business. So there's obviously a demand for what these people are putting out on OnlyFans, but yet it's only the quote unquote OnlyFans girls who are getting shamed. But the people purchasing the content don't necessarily get shamed. And I don't think that they should. I think that as long as everyone is consensually involved, then why the fuck should it matter to anyone else? So once this kind of conversation happened, I was like, this is making me even more, like more so want to, want to do this. And that's, and and, and it was like, you know, we get as women, and men, I suppose, and everyone in between, we get sexualized for free at McDonald's every day. I don't go, I don't eat meat. So I'm not, this is just an analogy. (laughs) We get sexualized walking down the street every single day for free. Why would we not capitalize on it? Right? So this was kind of like my initial thought on it. But then as the weekend progressed, this is Valentine's Day weekend. I'm seeing Jen like post her stuff. She made it killing in the first day, which is why I was like sad. Are you kidding me? Like Jen does not look sad while she's skipping her happy ass to the bank with this money that she has made. Like it's the opposite of sad. So it kind of started out like that for me. Why not capitalize on being sexualized? Like why? Like my podcast is about women owning their sexuality and using it for their own growth and their own benefit. So fuck yeah, this is completely aligned with my message. But then to take it further, we started shooting and there was one video where when we finished, I just, I could tell that I wasn't fully dropped in. I wasn't fully present. And I was just kind of wondering why. And I, I talked to Chris and Jen about it. And Chris asked me, Lauren, why are people attracted to you? What is your hot? I know, but I need you to know. And that right there was so powerful to me because it doesn't matter how many people tell you whatever it is about you. That's beautiful or attractive. If you don't know yourself, you're never going to be able to fully drop into that. You're never going to really be able to fully appreciate what it is about you that makes you special. Like, what is it about you that makes you magnetic to other people? And so I sat with it for a minute and then eventually I was like, okay, uh, well I'm fun. I'm shit tons of fun. (laughs) I have a very free spirit. I'm kind. And people genuinely feel like they have a friend in me because they do, because I really do love people. And I think that that translates. And I think people are drawn to that energy. And then also, I mean, it helps that I'm a yogi. I have a great body and cool hair and a nice smile. And just the fact that our society would almost, I mean, I don't want to say it in general, but a lot of times women get really shamed or like, oh, she's cocky or she has an ego or she's vain for saying like, no, I do have a, I have a great body and I have awesome hair and a great smile. And my smile, I was given with birth, but I've taken a lot of good care of my hair. And I I mean, it could be a frizzy fucking mess and I've taken good care of it and it's appreciated. Fuck. Yeah. And I do yoga and I, I try to take care of my body and I love it most of the time. Obviously it comes in waves, but being able to fully recognize, okay, what is it that makes me hot? Because we're all hot in different ways. We all have different magnetic qualities about us. For example, my girl, Jen, she is just stupid, sexy, like just, just like girl next door, hot, amazing ass, amazing boobs, penetrating gaze, like the whole thing. But the way that Jen moves and the way that I move are different. But if I spent the whole shoot or, you know, if I went out with Jen and I was, I was trying to be her type of hot. I would judge myself. I would feel, you know, threatened, or I would feel insecure about what I bring to the table, but actually fully dropping into what I provide, what I bring to the table makes me able to appreciate all different types of beauty because I'm not threatened by a different hype, right? Like I'm not threatened by another woman's success or another woman's beauty or what another woman has because I'm aware of what I have and what I bring to the table. And once I was able to fully drop into that, we rented an Airbnb and it had these cool lights and this long like Granite table, like this, like Last Supper style table, and these chandeliers. And I took this video where I have a bottle of wine in my hand and I climb up on the chair and I kick it down with my foot and I get up on the table and I just started dancing and I just started moving and allowing my body to lead. And once I was Finished. It was like I got lost. I I got lost in it. And once it was all said and done, I looked back at this video and my jaw was on the ground. I was like, I can't believe this is me. I can't believe that this is my body. This is how my body wanted to move. And I felt so fucking empowered. And I just felt so sure of who I am. And, you know, I've taken videos of myself in the past. I've taken photos and sometimes I just get so critical, you know, I'm like, Oh, my ass is, is too flat or my hair is a frizzy fucking mess, or I don't like my nose. And there are just so many things that I could nitpick about my physical appearance. And in these videos and in these pictures, it wasn't as if my physical appearance changed overnight. It was that, You could sense the energy that I had was of love and was of genuine presence in that moment. And I realized that I just want every single woman, every single person in general to feel this empowered in their own skin. And that was the moment where I was like, yes, fuck yes. This is queendom energy. I am going to send it. I am going to do it but still it was very scary. It was terrifying to think that I was going to be putting myself out there on social media and on the internet for the world to see. I wasn't planning on doing it anonymously. So I was like, okay, man, like people from my fucking elementary school and middle school and the church that I used to work at are going to be seeing this. But as I started to think about it, there were just more and more reasons to go forward with it. You know, I preach that the woman's body is not in and of itself a sexual thing, right? Like I can wear lingerie or I can wear sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Like I am right now and it's still the same skin underneath. It's still the same person. And our bodies are not in and of themselves sexual objects. I, I mentioned this in episode one that, you know, in places in, in Europe, you can go to a nude beach. The time that I went, the only people freaking out were the American guys that, that I was with because it's just, the body is seen as, as a, as a, the body is not seen as just a sexual object, which is, I feel in a lot of ways it is here in America, unfortunately, and that is changing slowly but surely. But, you know, I preach this, that a woman's body is art and it's beautiful. And now is my time to truly showcase that. For me personally, people could do whatever the fuck they want on OnlyFans. I mean, whatever keeps your boat afloat, keeps your ship sailing, whatever. For me personally, I found that I just wanted to move. I just wanted to dance and celebrate my body and feel hot doing it. When I decided to do OnlyFans was the first time that I ever went out and bought lingerie specifically for me. And I wasn't buying it for a man. I was buying it for me. And do you know how empowering and how good that felt? This is is something I'm doing for myself because I want to feel this empowered. Every single time I walk out the door, because, you know, when you feel as empowered as I felt on that day, when I saw those, those videos, I'm not going to fall prey when I go to a bar and some guy calls me beautiful. I'm sorry. Like just because you call me beautiful and pretty and say all these nice things does not owe you the right of passage into the sacredness. That is my vagina. No, like you're gonna have to rise up I know I'm beautiful I know what I bring to the table and but you know when we have leaky buckets when our confidence and security is like a leaky bucket and we've thought try to find other people to fill those holes and a lot of times that comes with with compliments and and charming right and it feels good in the moment to be charmed and to, and to be affirmed in that way. But what doesn't feel good is like the next morning after you go home with some guy who made you feel good for five minutes. And the next morning when he's back on his fuckboy charades, and then your, your holes are, are leaky again, we need to fill our own holes. And for me, truly loving myself. And, you know, we talk about loving ourselves in the sense of love yourself first. But we never, I don't feel like ever talk about loving ourselves as in loving the verb, loving ourselves physically, as in lighting some candles and putting music on and just being with ourselves and touching ourselves the way that we want to be touched and pleasuring ourselves the way that we want to be pleasured and dancing with ourselves the way that we want to be danced with. And I realize it's like When I go out, all these other people get to enjoy my body, you know, when I'm dancing or if I I have sex with someone, they get to have pleasure with my body. Why should I not be able to? Why should I not enjoy me most? Why should I not love me best? And also, how are we expected to know how we want someone else to pleasure us or to love us or to touch us if we haven't figured that out? for ourselves. Actually, it's so it's crazy. Because during quarantine, I spent a lot of time in the South. And before I moved to California, my mom has always been a dancer and a fitness instructor. And she renovated one of the rooms in my childhood home into like a workout slash like dance studio. And so there's like a dance floor and there's mirrors. And The only thing that kept me sane during quarantine was going into that room, turning the lights off, lighting some candles and some sage, putting some music on and meditating, and then just moving into whatever it was that my body wanted. Our bodies are so intelligent and a lot of times they know things before our our conscious mind does. I mean, that's where that's the the saying, our gut feeling comes from, because our bodies are so much more intelligent than we give them credit for. And sometimes they just need to move through a sticky space or they need to move through anxiety. Like some days I would wake up and I would just be shaking with anxiety and I would have a pit in my stomach. My, I would have racing thoughts and it would feel like I couldn't keep up. My heart would be beating and I just didn't know what to do. And I would just go into that room. I would turn on the music and the candles and I would just meditate. And then I would just move. I had no one to impress. There was no one watching me except for the one time, the one time that my brother walked in and it was the only time. And actually, when I told him that I was starting an OnlyFans, he was like, you should just do that weird shit that you do in the game room. And I was like, well, actually, funny enough, you know, come to think of it, when I turned the camera on to do this, I didn't even realize that that's what I was doing. But it was and I had had practice doing it by myself without the camera in front of me. So I knew how to drop into that space. And you know, this is what I am talking about when I am talking about sexual energy, it's not just about going out and having sex. Our society, again, has has really taught us that intimacy and sexuality means going out and and actually just just having sex with everyone, and that's just not true. This is very much our sexual, our sensual nature, being able to love ourselves truly and touch our bodies and feel the skin that has been through so much to bring us to where we are to feel our own heartbeat and to feel our desires and to drop into pleasure to really drop into pleasuring ourselves and enjoying our own presence one of the deepest desires of our divine feminine is to fully surrender to let go and to trust that the universe or God has our back. We have put up so many walls and so many barriers because so many times we have been fucked over and our boundaries have been pushed and overstepped. And our divine feminine, our true feminine nature, flourishes when she can enter into a space and just let go of control. And be completely free to move through anger or sadness or rage. Surrender is a feminine quality that that over the years we have fallen out of touch with because we've been so fucked over that we have to control everything. But our divine feminine receives so much nourishment when we can just let go. Let go of all of the shit And just be free, even if it's just for a short moment. And, you know, something that happened as a result of me really diving into this space over quarantine was my creativity just spiked, just absolutely went through the roof. And that's because our sexual energy is our life force energy, right? Like we are created from sex. And then every single day, every single moment until we die, we are creating. We are all creators. Every single minute, we are making decisions that are creating our lives. And when you are blocked from pleasure, from love, from enjoyment, from truly experiencing yourself that affects your decision-making and your creativity in every single other aspect of your life. You know, we are all creatives, not just painters or singers or dancers. We are all creating every single second. And I feel like I can really tell (laughs) when somebody is, is blocked in that way Because of the decisions that they make in their life, they suppress emotions or they suppress their true desires because they are afraid of of judgment or they're afraid of what they truly want in life. You know, our, our sexual energy is stored in our second chakra, which is our sacral chakra. It's right below the belly button where all of our reproductive organs are. And that is also your life force energy. That is your manifestation, right? Because manifestation is is just creating your reality. It's our magnetism. It is our radiance. All of that is one. And you cannot, you can't detach one from the other. So when I say your sexual energy, it doesn't mean just going out and being this like, super promiscuous person though if that's like if that's your thing like shit I've a lot of people could call me promiscuous but that doesn't have like that doesn't have to be a thing that doesn't have to be your path like it's just your sexual energy your central energy fully dropping in to who you are and being able to create and being able to fully drop into your desires and those decisions that that energy affects everything, your desires with your relationships, your desires, with your career, with your passions, with your sex, with everything, being able to fully get in touch with what does a full body? Yes. Feels like, what does a full body? No, feel like, what does it feel like when I am lying to myself, right? Like if it's not a full body, yes, it's a fuck. No, but If you don't ever fully realize what it feels like to say yes and to fully mean it, then when you're going through life and you're faced with decisions and you're faced with opportunities to create, how are you going to fully know what it is that you want, right? If you never really, truly give yourself a moment to actually question your desires and like what it is that pleasures you in this life. We were designed to enjoy. We were designed to feel good But we have to figure out what feels good. And something else that goes along with this is, I touched on this earlier and I just want to take it further because for me, this is the biggest thing. When you feel empowered in who you are and what you bring to the table, you're not threatened by other people, by other people's beauty, other people's success, or what other people have. And I think that that is honestly the key to changing the world. But it starts with loving yourself. In all of our relationships, in all of our experiences, in all of our judgments, all of our judgments are just a mirror of how we feel about ourselves. When we're jealous or envious or judgmental towards people, it's not them, it's us. It's our perspectives, it's our mindset that is projecting these certain thoughts and judgments onto other people or you know for jealous this is these are very real emotions that come from a place of unhappiness within ourselves i actually had an experience not too long ago and i haven't had one like this in a very long time i really really pride myself and i am so grateful for the fact that I have such incredibly powerful women around me like sometimes I just step back and I look at the women who are in my close circle and I am just floored I mean they are boss bitches they know who they are they know what they bring to the table they are all so different and so unique and so beautiful in their own ways so I really haven't confronted face-to-face had a real interaction with somebody who was extremely threatened in a really long time and I'm not here to bash anyone I am not here to talk shit I am not here to slander slander is that the yeah slander names but this is an experience that I had And when I was going through this OnlyFans process in my brain, I was like, this right here is the reason that I'm going to do this. This right here is the reason that I want to encourage other women to love themselves more. So back in November, I was visiting my hometown in Mississippi for a dear friend of mine's mother who was passing away. And it was around Thanksgiving and we were having an early dirty Santa party um, for my friend's mom because she wouldn't end up making it to Christmas. So we're at this party and I'm talking to three of my girlfriends, um, Kayla, Maddie and Brittany. And then there's another woman there and we're going to call her the Vodka Vampire. (laughs) We're gonna call her the vodka vampire, which will make sense soon enough. Um, and we're talking about shrooms, magic mushrooms. And we're kind of a couple of us had tried them, and the vodka vampire and one of our girlfriends had not. And I was kind of talking about the fact that, you know, shrooms, I think that they are a beautiful plant medicine, my girl, Maddie, and I actually not the Maddie in the story, different Maddie. I have two bad bitch Maddie friends. (laughs) Um, we actually recorded a, a a special edition shroom episode. So we'll see (laughs) if that's, I think it's, I think I should put it up there. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, but we're talking about how, you know, this is plant medicine for a reason. and, And it's been used since the beginning of time for people to access parts of themselves that we typically just don't because we have so many blocks and barriers up in our day-to-day life. And we were discussing how shrooms are basically like holding a mirror up. Right? So when people talk about bad trips, it's, and I tell people if they want to try shrooms, it's like, yes, a hundred percent, but take stock of where you're at in your life and what's really going on. Because if you've got some dark, evil, twisted shit, maybe evil's not the word. If you've got some dark, twisted shit going on in your head, and you do shrooms, you best believe that that shit is going to become very exterior. Like this is what people talk about when you know, you have a bad trip. I mean, whatever's going on inside of you is is, is going to manifest itself. And the vodka vampire immediately started talking about how she just did not want to meet herself in that way, how she knows that she's a bitch. And she just would be afraid of meeting herself. And she just doesn't want to confront that. And immediately I'm just like, whoa, like there is some self-loathing there, which is one of my triggers. Like I just, it's just so sad to me. Like I've fucking been there. It sucks. It sucks to be so afraid of yourself, to not want to sit in the silence, to feel like you you need to be around constantly around other people or around things happening or, or relying on other people because you're so afraid of sitting with yourself because of just the shit that you've not confronted, right? And so immediately I was just like, damn, that that sucks. So the conversation furthers and the next conversation we ended up having is about this experience that I had. <laughs> this experience that I had with a glittery vibrating strap on, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to that story at some point in, in the future. Um, but I was talking to my friends, Maddie and Brittany about it because you know, they are, they are a couple. They just got engaged. Congratulations to them. I'm so excited for them and their future. Um, but I just figured that they would appreciate this story, you know, about the strap on experience that I had. And so I'm talking about it and all of a sudden the vodka vampire is now sitting on the floor in front of the stove which, you know, I get fucked up and sit on the floor in the kitchen as well. Like, it's not a big deal. And she just looks at me and says, what are you talking about? We can't all be cultured bitches like you. And (laughs) guys, my fucking jaw just like dropped. I was like, is she kidding? Is she joking? And like, I had sensed some tension between the two of us. I don't know. I just, I just sensed. So some eye glares some like laser vision from across the room you know guys listen i'm a lot i'm a fucking lot i know that i know that i'm a lot especially in the south i have people here tell me all the time i'm actually i'm in the south right now visiting some family for the week um i have people tell me all the time that hey you just you talk about sex and you talk about these things that are just not really customary in this area. And it's true. I mean, I'm a lot for people in California, but I'm definitely a lot for a lot of the circles here. So I get that. But anyways, the vodka vampires is, is saying, you know, we can't all, I can't, we can't all be a cultured bitch like you. And I just look at Maddie and Brittany and I was like, wow, the vodka vampire goes on to just, you think you're better. And I was just Totally floored. Like this is just not no, no, like no, fuck no. This is not who I am. Like and eventually she looks to me and says, By the way, I'm not sitting on the floor because of you. I'm sitting on the floor because I'm tired. And I just look at my girlfriends and I'm like, wow, like I I wish people would sit on the floor for me. Sarcastically, obviously, guys. I wish people would sit on the floor for me. I wish I had that kind of power. And the vodka vampire just says, I bet you do. And just like stands up and just stumbles off and then goes to my friend whose mother is dying and is like, I'm leaving. And then my girlfriend is like, why? And I just hear my name, you know, Lauren. And I kind of look over and I'm like, hey, what did I do to offend you? What is the problem? Like, can we talk about this? Can we sort this out? My friend gets pissed, goes upstairs, the vodka vampire follows her, and I'm kind of like, hey, don't bring me into this. What's going on? Eventually, she comes back downstairs, and I'm standing there in a kitchen full of people, and I'm just like, hey, vodka vampire, what is it about my existence that bothers you so much? And she just looks at me and says, it's not good. <laughs> Dead ass. like just, it's not good. Um, and I just looked at her and I said, you know, vodka vampire, I truly do believe that whatever is going on here has infinitely more to do with you than it does with me. And she just kind of said no, and like kind of marched away. And in that moment, I was just like, wow, dude, I know that I take up space when I walk into a room. I know that I speak my mind. I know that I am bold. And because I feel like I surround myself mostly with women who are very much the same way, and I am not threatened by the space that my friends take up, or, and they are not threatened by mine, because we are all the main characters of our own show. There is no talk of stealing the show right? Because we're all our own main characters and I don't need to steal Jen's show. I don't need to steal Maddie's show. They have their own shit going on and I have my own shit going on. And I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful that when all of our colors come together, we create this beautiful fucking rainbow and it's the most beautiful shade that I've literally ever seen. But I also realized that, you know, and that's why the shroom conversation is kind of important because five minutes before this thing, there was a whole conversation of, some serious like self-loathing shit and I felt sad as soon as I heard that I felt fucking sad because vodka vampire she's a beautiful woman she has a good job she has a, a good husband from what I can tell I don't really know them that well I mean you it would think but I don't know the intricacies of their marriage I have no idea what's going on they have you know a nice house all the exterior shit that people seem to really chase and want is there from what it looks like. But there is clearly some internal turmoil that the vodka vampire has not faced. And this comes out when she drinks vodka, <laughs> which is why I'm calling her the vodka vampire. She did apologize to me. She apologized to me in, in kind of a, a half ass way. I think she just didn't want to be left out because she was mean. She told me that, you know, when she drinks vodka, this is how she gets. And my response is kind of, well, then like, don't drink vodka. And I mean, that's another thing is like, I, I mean, if, if you're, if people are, you know, an angry drunk or an emotional drunk, I don't think that you're necessarily just an angry drunk or an emotional drunk. I think You have anger inside of you and emotions inside of you that you have not processed when you are sober. So then they come out when you are fucked up, which is literally the last space on earth that it should should come out because it's just going to fucking explode like emotional poison all over every fucking thing that you touch. And so this is tying it back. This is why it is so fucking important to deep dive into yourself and search and look and fucking chase aggressively this true confidence where you can walk into a room and take up that space and feel confident in whatever it is that you bring to the table because we each every single one of us bring something every single one of us are unique each one of us has gifts each one of us are creatives And each one of us have our own shade of light to shine. I don't have to piss on anybody else's fire just for mine to shine brighter. And when women realize that, this is like the movement that's happening right now. Women are realizing this. Women are realizing that we shine so much brighter when we come together than when we are pissing on each other. But the only reason we're pissing on each other at the end of the day is because we're pissing on ourselves because people who love themselves see love in everything else. You know, hurt people hurt people. Our judgments, our ideas, our perspectives, our perceptions, our experiences of the world are just a manifestation of our own thoughts. My responsibility in this life is to be honest. And to live as authentically as I possibly can. And how that lands on anyone else is not my fucking business. How somebody else responds to me is none of my business. Because how they respond to me is made up by years and years and years of their own experiences and their own perspectives of the world. And I can't change that. So me trying to please every single person or me trying to be everyone's cup of tea is just going to, to lead me to be unhappy. I know that I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but that's fine because I'm not a fucking mug. I would much rather be a spicy cocktail where the people who love me fucking love me. You know, it's like spicy margaritas. People who fuck with spicy margaritas really fuck with spicy margaritas. But I'm not trying to be a mug that everyone's sipping out of because that would mean that I'm not being authentic. That would mean that I'm not being true to myself. Even with this OnlyFans endeavor, yo, I've lost followers on Instagram. I have had looks. I have received, oh, wow, what's your family think of this? Which by the way, (laughs) I've got to add this in here. I mean, I literally, people kept asking, what's your mom say about you having an OnlyFans? And I was like, honestly, my mom is so supportive and so on board. If my mom is supportive of me, if my mom is on board for what I'm doing, then like, I don't give a fuck about anything else. I mean, I mean, even to a certain degree, I mean, there are some things I'm sure in life that she's going to be like, ah, Lauren. And of course I have to check in with myself because again, I am my own person, but just the fact that my mom supports my vision and who I am is so empowering. And I said, I I told her, I said, mom, I said, mom, people are asking what my mom says about my OnlyFans. And I dead ass. (laughs) She responded, well, I mean, I think half the country needs to shut the fuck up because, I mean, we did just have a first lady who, wasn't she like in, in Playboy or something? Okay, quick edit. It wasn't Playboy. It was a men's French magazine, but she was still nude. I just want to make sure I have my facts straight here. <laughs> Anyways, get back to it. She's laughing to herself. She's like, I say Lauren for president. And I'm like, yes, like this is the kind of support that I feel everyone needs in their lives. And actually, I'm here in the South right now visiting for my grandfather's birthday. And we went to my other grandfather's farm to do a coming home shoot. And it ended up being an entire family affair, guys. My grandma was there. She was just cheering me on. She was picking buttercups and saying, like, here's a buttercup. And, wow, your backside. I like your backside in this outfit. (laughs) My brother was working the drone. He was like, please don't do anything fucking weird, which obviously I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, my, my OnlyFans personally, I'm not finger blasting myself or sending out sex videos. It's very much ecstatic dance. It's celebrating the woman's body in a different way. But I mean, I, gr- I know girls who are doing that shit. And honestly, more fucking power to them. That's just we're not where I'm putting my energy at the moment. Just <laughs> like leave that up there. I mean, who fucking knows? Um, my uncle was there and he was the like firearms manager, you know, we're in the South. We had to include these huge, like hunting guns and listen, I don't hunt anything but fuck boys, but I figured it was appropriate. And the thing is, is yeah, I was, you know, marching around in my dick stomping boots and, and lingerie. And at any other point, maybe, you know, years ago or even a year ago, I would have been like, is this weird? (laughs) is this weird for my family to see this way and it doesn't help that I'm in the south and you know there's a list that's the length of an encyclopedia of of incestual jokes so I get it <laughs> but I can assure you that it was it was empowering in the sense that nobody there was and and I wasn't doing any anywhere I was literally riding around on a four-wheeler and lingerie and dancing underneath the trees and it was not in and of itself, sec- sexual. It was me celebrating my body on my grandfather who he passed away. And I felt like it was almost a tribute to his land. <laughs> I feel like he was on the other side, just cheering me on. I was celebrating my body. My mom was, was celebrating with me and my family and my girl Kayla was there And it was just such an empowering moment of like, hell yeah, my body is not is not a sexual thing. I can be in lingerie. I can celebrate. I can celebrate myself and, and love myself. And it just makes it that much better that. My family is right here with me, supporting me. And I get that not all family dynamics work this way. Even my girl, Kayla, was just like, oh, hell no. (laughs) This would never happen in my household. And that's fine. I get that. There's a reason that I'm so fucking out there. The apple does not fall far from the tree. I know that my 85-year-old grandma, who is 100% Brazilian, was doing some crazy shit back in the day, pushing the limits for her time. And here I am pushing the limits for mine. And I certainly am pushing the limits. But that's another really cool thing about having the support of my mother. I did a shoot uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was drinking screwball throughout the shoot. Like, I just love screwball. And my photographer, skip he's like my primary hype man believer soundboard brainstormer shout out to him cuz he's amazing um he tells me that when i do a shot my post shot shots are there's just an energy about them i don't know if it's if it's like the screwball like rushing through my veins or what um but by the end of the shoot you know i was a little tipsy and there are some shots that are really really borderline for my personal brand you know, my mom's like, we want the butt shot, not the twat shot. <laughs> I'm like, okay, mom, I, I see you. I get that. You know, I get, I get overwhelmed and carried away very easily. So it's nice to have somebody that I trust to kind of check me to make sure that I am staying authentic, that I am being true to myself and not getting lost in the sauce per se. But at the end of the day, if my mom checks me and, and asks me, you know, is this your authentic self? Is this your message? Is this the message that you want to put out into the world? And I say, yeah, it is. Well then fuck. Yeah. Send it. But being able to consciously ask myself that and consciously have that conversation with somebody that I trust somebody I feel is on the same page as me. It's caused me to constantly dive deeper into, you know, people are going to see this. Am I afraid? Am I scared? Fuck yes, dude. Literally, I dropped my OnlyFans one week ago. And as it stands right now, I'm in the top 13% of fucking creators. And guys, one of my first subscribers was the first person I had sex with. I don't like the term took my virginity or lost my virginity. Like, no, I didn't. He didn't take anything from me and I didn't give him anything. He was the first man I had sex with. But regardless, we're going to do an episode about that, I think eventually. But um, actually, it would be great for a hometown episode. Yeah. Okay. Put a pin in that. Um, but yeah, he was one of the first people who subscribed to my only fans. And then I had people from a church that I worked at years ago, subscribing and watching these videos and it's fucking scary. It's nerve wracking, but again, it gives me an opportunity to practice what I preach and the fact that I'm still doing this for me, you know, before I, I dropped it, before I went live with it, I was like, I don't care if no one signs up, I don't care if no one subscribes to my OnlyFans. The way that I felt that night in the Airbnb in San Diego, when I got off that table and looked at those videos and just loved the shit out of myself, I was like, I want to feel like that every motherfucking day. And also the creative aspect of it, right? Like I have this podcast and I have these topics that I want to talk about and it has given me a creative outlet to go out there and and make photos that go along with my podcast and to really be creative and to go do weird shit that I would never get to do it and, and, and as I'm doing it poetry is just it's just flying through my brain and I'm falling more in love with myself and I truly believe that this type of radical self-love, not just the noun love, the verb, the verb love, this type of radical self-love can absolutely change the world. And I actually want to give everyone here a homework assignment. It's a fun homework assignment. I want you to go put your hottest outfit on and if you're hot if if you feel hottest in baggy sweatpants and a sweatshirt guys I've been wearing these same sweatpants and sweatshirt for like six weeks I mean I'm not kidding if that's how you feel hot if that's when you feel sexy girl send it but maybe perhaps go outside of your comfort zone go buy you a sexy piece of lingerie for you buy it for you Buy your favorite color. Buy your favorite design. Go into a room by yourself. Light some candles. Turn some music on and drop in. Touch yourself. Feel your skin. Dance with yourself. Experience pleasure with yourself. Even better if it turns into an experience of self-pleasure. Fuck yes. And just drop in. Love yourself, move, let your body lead. And tell me how incredible you feel after the fact. Tell me how your thoughts are clearer. Tell me how your decision-making is sharper. Tell me how your ideas and your magneticism, tell me about the things that you end up manifesting that day. Tell me about the people who recognize your glow and who are coming up to you because you just have something, some energy about you, right? Tell me about how you don't need anyone to affirm you because you know you're a bad bitch. You know you're hot. You know that your body is beautiful. And then from there, take it further. And I would sit like, if you have somebody that you trust, somebody that you really trust who will hype you the fuck up. And that's the other thing, man, like the people that I have shot with, the people that I invite into that space are people that I'm hundred percent comfortable with and people who I know also recognize my beauty and not just my, not just my physical beauty, not my physical beauty at all, but my inner beauty, my uniqueness, my spirit, my soul, people who are going to hype you the fuck up. Have somebody you trust film you or set up a tripod and film yourself. You know, we get so much shit for taking selfies. And I like, I actually haven't been somebody to take a lot of selfies because I've had this shame of, oh, we're so vain or, oh, she's taking a selfie. And this judgment of, I'm sorry, like, what? why, why can't I dance in front of a mirror and look at myself in the eyes? The way that I want a man to look at me in the eyes or the way that I want to look at someone in the eyes when I'm dancing, why would I not go to a mirror and just make love to myself? So do it, put a tripod on or just go stand in front of a mirror and make eye contact with yourself and truly just love the shit out of yourself in that moment and go back and look at this footage and go back and watch yourself and I can tell you if, if your thoughts that are popping up are, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. My hair looks like shit. I'm fat. I'm, I don't have my, I'm not thick enough. My, my legs are too scrawny, whatever it is, babe, there is nothing wrong with your body. There is nothing wrong with who you are. That just tells you that there's work to do mentally. There's work to do on uh, with your thoughts. There's work to do with your experiences And just don't get discouraged. Just keep fucking at it. Keep at it. Self-love takes time because, you know, we spend so much. We spend all day, every day in conversation with ourselves. And how crazy is it that most of that, so much, not most, I don't know. For some people, it could be most, I don't know. Like, But for me anyways, what I've noticed is that in the past, So much of that conversation that I am having with myself is nasty. I would never speak to my best friend or anybody the way that I speak to myself. And that's a shame. We need to be kinder to ourselves. We need to love ourselves more. We need to love ourselves best. And it takes work because we're so conditioned to putting ourselves down. And actually I did a shoot with my girl Maddie a couple of weeks ago and actually she was supposed to be on this episode and we recorded it and it was so great, but the sound quality was just not good. And I, I just don't want you guys to have to listen to anything painful except for some of my stories, <laughs> but we shot together and Afterwards, she just looked at me and said, wow, I have taken so many videos and pictures in the past and I have just nitpicked away at my body. But because we were here together and we hyped each other up, we just turned on music and we were fully present. She was like, fuck yeah, dude, that's my body. That's my body. And it's beautiful. And seeing that glow in her eyes and I was like, fuck yes this is what I want. This is what I want for every single woman. This is what I want for every single man. This is what I want for every single gay and they and anybody in in between. I just want everyone to love themselves this radically. And so that's what I want to challenge you guys to do. I want to challenge you this week to fall in love with yourselves, selves in new ways Figure out what it is that makes you feel sexy. What makes you feel alive? Is it putting on ice skates? Is it fucking running around outside in nature? Is it painting naked? What is it? What is it? And you're noticing like, it's a lot of your creativity, your sexuality are so intrinsically connected, right? That's why art is sexy. It's one of the reasons art is sexy. It's so connected. So there it is, guys. That's why I started an OnlyFans. It started out as, you know, fuck yeah, I'm sexualized for free. Might as well make a dollar off of it. And I have made a dollar off of it. Several dollars, which has been nice as fuck. But that quickly turned into, you know what? This is empowering. And honestly, I have felt like a bad bitch ever since. And my creativity, my manifestation, my creating in my life, in my decisions has never been more on point. So yeah. And I will say this, you know what? I talk a lot about the pushback that OnlyFans girls have received. But honestly, guys, since I started this, sure, I've gotten the looks, the unfollows, the this, the that. But also I have gotten an outrageous amount of support and a lot of it has been from other women, which I'm sorry, like if you get compliments from men and, you know, get like a a thumbs up from men, it's cool. Affirmation is fine. But when you get it from women, then you fucking know when women get that affirmation from other women, you fucking know that you are doing something right. So there's still a long way to go with stigmas and shit. But my personal experience, I have been really just overjoyed with the amount of love. So guys, get out there. Be the baddest bitch version of yourselves. Notice your judgments on other people and yourself and evaluate them. Don't be afraid of them. We are all there. I have been there. I'm sure I will be there again at some point this is a wave. Self-love doesn't just come and it's all gravy, right? I feel really great now. I feel empowered now, but I'm sure that there will be a time in my life where I don't. And those are the times where I'm on Instagram and I'm scrolling and I'm judging and, but secretly I'm, I'm judging myself and I'm not happy with myself. It happens to all of us. We are not alone, but when we speak these things out, when we speak our insecurities out, when we speak out the things that hurt us about ourselves, they lose their power. These things lose their power. And that's why storytelling is so important. That's why discovering our darkness is so important because when we can truly drop in and be honest with ourselves about these things, that's how we're able to love ourselves best And when we can love ourselves best, we can love each other best. And that is the motherfucking movement of the queendom is to love ourselves most and to love each other better. And I will leave you guys with that. Please. Oh, please drop in this week, drop in and send me a message on Instagram at wonderlustinglow or send me an email, queendomarmy at gmail.com. I have thoroughly enjoyed your messages this week. They have inspired the living shit out of me. Send me a voice note. Send me an email. I don't care. I just want to hear from you. Let me know how it goes. If it's good, great. If it sucks, let me know that too. It's okay. It is okay. Every time I didn't thrive, every time I went into that game room, and danced and moved. Sometimes, I, I mean, I would always feel better coming out of it, but sometimes it was, sometimes it was harder, right? Sometimes it's harder to love ourselves than other times. So don't beat yourselves up. Fucking be gracious with yourselves. Be gracious, drop in, touch yourself, love yourself, pleasure yourself, enjoy you most. And I will be here enjoying me most. And together we can all enjoy each other most and change this fucking world. I will see you guys next week. And I'm going to wait to tell you guys what we're going to be talking about. Because the fluidity of the human spirit, you know, structure must submit to it. So we're just going to see how I feel with that conversation, where it's going to go. As for now, I fucking love you guys. Queen Demarmy. you are the fucking best. I will see you guys very, very soon. And don't forget to subscribe to my OnlyFans. Duh. <laughs> All right, guys. See you later.